Hillside, so excited today to um, begin our series on the book of Proverbs. I hope over the next several weeks you'll be encouraged in your faith and equipped in your faith as well. Man, just such an honor to be here again. I want to welcome you if it is your first time. Just again say we're so glad that you're here. Um, for those online taking in today's message, man, welcome. Good morning to you whenever you're listening to this and our, our prayers are with you. We hope that you're encouraged. Um, and strengthen in your faith um, with the Lord as well. All right, well, today, like I just mentioned, we're beginning a series on Proverbs. And I really felt like there's nowhere else to start beginning series on Proverbs than today's message entitled, A Teachable Heart. A Teachable Heart. The word teachable. Um, It's easily understood, so this isn't going to surprise you, but it is a heart that is capable of being instructed, capable of being taught. You probably have people in your life that have a teachable heart. For some of you, it's you notice it in your children. Your teenagers, your young adults, for others of you, you notice it at college, some of your classmates, there's just some of them that seem more passionate about learning than others. There's some that have a heart posture that is teachable. Or others, uh, you maybe have a, a coworker that, you know, they just have a way in conversation of picking other people's wisdom. Picking up on other people's advice. They're not afraid to say they don't have all the answers. They're not afraid to say they need help. I grew up in a home tremendously grateful for my home and my parents. And um, my mom and dad um, were significant markers in my formation and who I am today. Still tremendous involved and influential in my life. And I remember as a teen, though, um, when it came to the book of Proverbs, I was encouraged to read the book of Proverbs. And my mom, part of her parenting nature is she would let me know she was more confrontational. She would let me know out the gate if I did something wrong, if I had an attitude that needed adjustment, my mom would tell me she would, you know, knock on my bedroom door or by that matter, she would barge into my bedroom door and let me in no uncertain terms know where I stood and how I needed to get right with God and get right with others. And really grateful. She had a blend of truth, but also such a blend of grace as well. How many, you know, you need both truth and grace. Well, my dad, he, he operated with truth and grace as well. But one of the, the fun memories I have, I'm, I, I say fun now, I maybe have a fond memory now, was he, he was a little more calm in the sense of he wasn't as confrontational. But I would be confronted nonetheless. And one of the ways I was confronted is um, about a handful of times during my teenage years, I would have brushed my teeth, I'd have my pajamas on, my, you, know, you know, teenagers, throwing on my, my shorts and my t-shirt, and I would make my way to my bed, and right on my pillow would be a little piece of paper, not a letter, not a note, just a little piece of paper, and it would say P-R-O-V, 
period. So I knew Proverbs. And then it would have a chapter and a verse. Again, no letter, no note, no explanation. My dad knew I could get it. If I turned to the chapter, read the verse, I would understand what he was wanting to get across in my life. And that is one of the most beautiful things about the book of Proverbs. It is incredibly practical wisdom. I don't think you're going to have a problem understanding what King Solomon, the author of Proverbs, is trying to get across. I think the difficulty is maintaining a teachable heart. Cultivating humility in our life to understand and to maybe confess we don't have all the answers. I don't know what's going on. I need help. I need understanding. I need to be taught. I think of another funny story when it comes, not necessarily to Proverbs, but thinking about a teachable heart is. Now this, I don't know if this has really happened in the last couple administrations, but I remember as a young man hearing about presidents when they were, um, uh, when they had just been voted in and they were in the in-between stage of that November election um, coming up into the January when they would be installed as president and administrations would officially uh, flip. Well, I remember um, learning in, in, in history and some of the different classes of these moments where former presidents would get a call from the, the newly elected president. And they had dramatic differences in policies many times. They did not see eye to eye. In some instances, for all the public to see, they would have uh, a kind of <laughs> drop kick you out kind of fights on public TV, debates, we call them. And you could tell they did not like each other. They didn't like being in each other's presence. They had major differences. Well, they usually maintained a teachable heart. And what they would do is they would say, look, what advice could you give me? How can you help? How can I learn? You know, there's something powerful about a teachable heart. A teachable heart can take us from where we are to where God wants us to be. Teachable heart can lead us in our careers, can lead us in our marriages, can lead us as parents, can lead us as friends, as neighbors, to love a community well. If we can cultivate a teachable heart. Proverbs 1, Proverbs 1, a teachable heart is a given. Teachable heart is a given. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. Let's look at this together. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. What are those verses getting at? They're getting at a teachable heart. A teachable heart. Skip a verse and go down to Proverbs 1.7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
I would say the opposite of a teachable heart is a foolish heart. And I know that territory a little bit as well. That there's been seasons, moments in my life where my heart has been closed off and the walls have been built up. And I just thought, man, I don't need to learn from so-and-so or get counsel on such-and-such. Man, I'm just going to do this in my own wisdom. Now, you would not have read that in my journal. You wouldn't have heard me telling people that. But it was deeper. It wasn't on the exterior of my life. It would have been in the inner place of my soul. And the Lord was gracious enough to humble me. I was responding enough to repent and change. And I'm so glad in many moments and many seasons of life that I've been able to have a teachable heart. But I also know the sting of a foolish heart. I also know the consequences of not seeking wisdom, of lacking understanding. And there are some times in life you just don't even know what you don't know. Proverbs can be a great gift into our life and into who God has called for us to be. John Maxwell has a wonderful leadership paradigm. It's in his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership and where he lists out these 21 laws. Well, one particular law that has always stuck out to me and it's always been a personal conviction to me because I don't have it figured out. But it is called the law of the lid. And the law of the lid, the basic premise is this, that, that if we're not careful, if we don't keep ourselves curious and we don't keep ourselves humble and we don't maintain a teachable heart, then in any arena of life, there will be a lid over how far we can go. And he, John Maxwell, is writing in particular about leadership. He says that if we stop learning, if we think we have all the answers, immediately we've put a a lid on our leadership. We've put a lid on how far we can go, how many more lives we can touch, how many more relationships we can influence for God with his love and his hope. That's what's at stake is... In many instances, when it comes to the book of Proverbs, you think, what's at stake? Well, what's at stake is our future. God invites us to participate in the wisdom of Proverbs. Well, how does Proverbs work? Proverbs works by cultivating a teachable heart. So here's where we go. A teachable heart, three ways, three ways. These may seem simple to you. But I want you to not see them in a way of understanding what I'm saying. But are you practicing what I'm saying? Are you practicing? Is there an urgency, a passion for the things I'm about to say? And here's what I mean. There are three disciplines to cultivate a teachable heart before the Lord. Three disciplines. Three things to practice. First, receive from the scriptures. We're in church, you're at church, hopefully no surprise there. Whether you're a seasoned, mature, experienced believer in Christ or you're brand new, we're all on the same page when it comes to cultivating a teachable heart. Priorities got to be received from the scriptures, received from the scriptures, received from the scriptures. Oh, really a driving point for this proverb series is that we would continue as a church posture ourselves to receive 
from the scriptures. We do that every Sunday, irrespective of the series we're in. But I have to even, I'll be honest, I know I'm a pastor. You may think, man, this stuff just comes naturally to you. Like, you're a pastor. You wake up wanting to read the Bible. Yes, I'm a pastor, but let me just say I'm also human. Like, temptation is real. Apathy is real, right? We can get, I can get distracted is real. My schedule can get full. I've got to fight for the important places in my life. And when I say fight, now I don't fight with anybody. I've got to fight against apathy. And part of that is receiving from the scriptures, like prioritizing God's word. Doesn't take a lot of time. Doesn't take a lot of hermeneutical, theological, biblical understanding. No, it requires a teachable heart that's just willing to come to God's word, receive from God's word. Proverbs 1, 2, a scripture leading us in the scriptures. Hey, Proverbs is written to know wisdom and instruction. To know wisdom and instruction. Hebrews 4, 12, it says the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I love this phrase that, you know, we read scripture, but over time, scripture begins to read us like I'm reading the Bible. But over time, the Bible begins to read me. And what do I mean by that? I mean, just what Hebrews 4.12 says that the Bible begins to judge the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It really does. It really does. Still to this day, man, I, I thank God for the moments that I come under the conviction of his word. There's a way I'm, I'm talking or a way I'm leading or a way I'm walking in relationship or friendship or finances that aren't pleasing to the Lord. And I'll be reading in scripture and just be reminded again. Oh, yes. Tell you one of the things that's been happening to me is I'll be reading some of Paul's letters in the New Testament. And just be seeing how he thanks God for people. And he lists a bunch of people. And there's other moments where he talks about, man, having a grateful heart. And I'll read those moments. I'll be like, yes, Lord. I'm just going to stop. And I want to say thank you. Little moments where the scripture pierces. It judges our thoughts and our actions. So we want to cultivate that teachable heart. Well, what is one of the most practical ways we can do that? Hey, reading God's word. Reading his scripture. And I've had a fight to keep it fresh in my own life. Sometimes I'll read a book about the book to get new insights, new understanding. That sometimes I've got to just slow down instead of reading and charging with like seven chapters. Just reading a verse. Praying on it. Thinking about it. And letting it speak to my heart. Other times it's visiting a different Bible app. And... Other times, it's finding a new Bible plan, one that speaks on anxiety or fear or discouragement or joy or hope or generosity. The Bible app has made so many reading plans available to us. That may be all you need this week to jumpstart receiving again from scriptures. Second here is receive from the Holy Spirit. Receive from the Holy Spirit. We want to keep and cultivate a teachable heart. 
as Christ followers, and I'll be honest, as, as people wanting to walk the ways of Jesus, we don't get to choose where we want to get our counsel from, where we want to get our wisdom from. No, God says, read my word and then receive from the Holy Spirit. Jesus, near the end of his days, he looked at his disciples. He said, know this, that, that it's to your advantage that I go, that the Spirit may come. And then it says in um, John 16, 13, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, here's what he's going to do. He's going to guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. It's a beautiful imagery. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I I know there have been times that fear has come knocking on my door. But I prayed and heard the confidence of God whispered to my soul. And so I silenced the voice of the accuser. I silenced the voice of the anxiety. I've silenced the voice of fear. I've silenced the voice of poverty. Silenced the voice of lack. Silenced the voice of discouragement. Hushed doubt. Hushed disappointment. Distraction. There's been holy moments I've had. Yes, at times in God's word, of course, but also at times driving down the road. I remember getting one profound insight that completely changed my confidence in ministry. This may sound absolutely ridiculous to you, but it was the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit impressing upon my heart. And as he spoke it, it broke strongholds in my life. Contrary to popular belief. Many pastors are actually people pleasers. Contrary to anything you've heard me say uh, from the platform or experienced in conversation, that on my worst days, I crave compliments. I need approval from others. And there's a level of that that's just normal. There's a level of that that is God-given. And that's the grace of God Walking in relationship with others. But there's other moments that we become tense, anxious, fearful. Because we're letting other people down. It's not possible to meet everybody's opinion. To make everybody happy. And I remember in a season of anxiety and just frustration and disappointment. I remember as clear as day, for those of you in the, in the building, those of you listening and familiar with Southern Indiana, I was driving on a road not far from our church here called Charlestown Road. I was passing Meyer, Meyer Gas Station, the Onion on my right, and then uh, uh, the Remax building. And I just sensed the Lord say, Paul, you will let people down. It wasn't, Paul, you're a failure. You're going to let people down. It was, Paul, you're my beloved. You're my son. And above the opinions and approval of others, I've called for you to hear my voice and obey me. And as long as you do that with as much grace, as much compassion, as much patience as possible, There will be moments you will let people down. And I want to let you know, it's okay. I can't tell you how desperately my soul needed to hear that. 
I can't even put it fully into words. Like I'm saying this story, I'm sharing these words with you. But what I sensed in that car changed my ministry forever. I still deeply value the opinions of others. I still deeply need the input of others. But no longer am I living from a place of desperately craving approval from others. No, I am here postured as one wanting to obey my Father. And even on the days I mess up, even on the mistakes I make, I know deep down that I am loved by God. And that even on my worst days, I'm loved by God. Can I tell you, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying receive from the Holy Spirit. Be willing to take the pain points of your life, the difficulties of your life, and receive from the Holy Spirit. Some of us, we, we get so uh, 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 just angry. We get so frustrated. We get so disappointed. We can harbor such bitterness that we begin to box God out. And so reading scriptures with it, man, not again. I don't need to read the Bible. I know what it says. We think receive from the Holy Spirit. You're like, man, wait, what good is that? I'm not going to listen. Can I just warn you and encourage you? Man, cultivate a teachable heart. King Solomon's inviting us. He's directing us. Hear this. All scripture is God breathed. See it as God himself inviting you, charging you, commanding you, warning you. Cultivate a teachable heart. Cultivate a teachable heart. I uh, joke around just for a moment. Oh, I share a little funny story. Um, <laughs> as I think about a teachable heart, um, with our seven year old, God bless her. She is, she's just the best. She's just incredible. Both, both our daughters are just the best. You know, I hate to say it. I'm totally biased. I, I love them with every fiber of my being. Absolutely incredible. I don't know where though. My seven year old's got this little, little habit. So she will be in a situation that is not going her way. And uh, we've got such a relationship that she can just openly tell me why she disagrees with what's happening and how things aren't going the way she wants. It can be anything from the show we're going to watch on the TV to what's for dinner to, hey, honey, you can't wear that to church to, uh, dad, I don't want to take the dog for a walk. I don't want to clean up my room. I mean, any number of things. And the thing about seven-year-olds is they don't have all the tools to hide what's really going on the inside. I mean, they're just going to blurt it out and let us know. Well, she's got this little habit of talking, just kind of like expressing herself. And then the moment I begin to talk, she covers her ears and is like, I don't want to listen. No, 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 no. It sounds funny and, and, and fun for you to hear. But for me, it's something Kelly and I are correcting. Can I tell you, if we're not careful, none of us is going to do that here at church. But if we're not careful, man, that could be our posture towards God. And I know what that looks like. I just want to encourage you. That's not a teachable heart. Picking and choosing when and what we want to listen to. Picking and choosing when we want to hear from the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit can speak. And if it's not in this particular way, we're not going to listen. No, I want to encourage you. Live the interactive life. Communicate with God. Let him communicate with you. I shared a little bit of my story when I was driving down the road. My wife could tell you countless stories of how she's heard from the Holy Spirit through a dream. 
through vision, through a, 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 a television show, through a song, through a conversation. There's so many ways God's reaching in. God's wanting to talk. God's wanting to give us wisdom. His scriptures we can count on. We've got to practice and cultivate. The scripture is, a, is the plumb line, but also the plumb line is upheld. And it's known and it's enhanced by the receiving from the Holy Spirit. Like, God, I'm here. I'm willing to take time out of my schedule. Teachable heart, receiving from the Holy Spirit. Like, it's going to cost you something. Like, how much has Facebook cost me this week? How much has Twitter cost me this week? How much have all my soccer articles cost me this week? I want you to think about that. Where are you making sacrifices? Let's zero in. Come on, let's be a people. Let's be a church receiving from the scriptures, receiving the Holy Spirit. And the final way to cultivate a a teachable heart. Be aware of these things. Practice these things. Final way, this third way is wise counsel. Wise counsel. Wise counsel. Oh, we need to be people of wise counsel. Amen. People who hear God's voice. Through his word, people who walking and talking and receiving from the Lord, receiving from the Holy Spirit, stepping into all the truth that the Holy Spirit is leading us towards, as Jesus would say in John 16, 13. But then as well, receiving wise counsel, it's wise counsel. Proverbs, you're really covering all three, but wise counsel, I want to encourage you to have. Mothers and fathers in your life. You may be like, my parents are dead. I understand. You may be like, my goodness, I'm a great grandparent. I understand. There are times that people could be younger than you, but you can posture your heart to have them as an elder in the faith. Can I just encourage you? Find someone. Don't have 50. Have someone. Have a couple people that you lean on and learn from. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about wise counsel. And scriptures encourage us to walk in this community. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It, it leads us a little bit in this direction, but it says, don't give up meeting together. Like, do not forsake the gathering together of God's holy people. Church. Like church. Like I know it's a sacrifice. I know, man, you parents in here, Lord, I know what it's like to get your kids ready to drive the distance, to take the time out. It's far easier to sleep in. It's far easier to catch it online. But can I tell you, there's a sacred blessing. There's a holy moment by you being here. You may not feel it. You may walk out these doors not feel any different. But hear me loud and clear. God sees, God sees, teachable heart you're cultivating. God sees the model you're setting for your children. Can I just encourage you, husband, wife, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, can I just encourage you for a moment? People watching. They see week in and week out the time you take. Get them ready. Get them prepared. Get their heart ready. Get your heart ready. They see when you give. They see when you serve. They see when you love, when you pray. 
I'm telling you, my life was transformed. I didn't know it at the time. But my parents modeled consistency. They were wise counsel. Wise counsel. They heard wise counsel by being in church, being in small groups, being in community. I want to encourage you. That's available. And that's part of the discipline cultivating that teachable heart. Amen? Amen. I hope you've been encouraged today. I know I challenged this here a little bit at the end. I hopefully inspired you and equipped you. And by golly, if the Holy Spirit convicted you, let's just be all in and say, man, God, we thank you for convicting us. We thank you for convicting us. Amen. That's the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit is that when we are convicted, we can change course. We can repent to rethink the direction we're headed down, humble ourselves and Step into that teachable heart. Can I tell you, it will change your future. Proverbs is all about fewer regrets. That's awesome. That's what we're about as well. Amen. God bless us. Lead us. Direct us. Holy Spirit, convict us. May we live life with a teachable heart. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.